0: Friends, thank you so much for joining in for episode four of the Limelight Podcast. In this episode, we're gonna be taking a little detour from our regularly scheduled lime-related programming to talk about COVID nineteen, SARS CoV two, the novel coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. We're gonna talk about it today. We have some great tips from Dr. Sloan, um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the research that I've done to figure out why this virus is really serious, why we really need to take it seriously. Measures that we can take to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe, supplements that we can take to boost our immune systems, and Dr. Sloan tells us when we really need to seek out medical attention when it comes to this virus. So stay tuned. We've got a lot of great information coming up for you. This is a little bit of a long episode. There's a lot here, so listen in. Hello.
1: Hi, Maddie
0: how
1: are green. you dr sloan oh we're doing well we're doing well it's beautiful in north georgia we have blooming dogwoods and nice weather at least for now and then um you know coronavirus and the droplets of rain that we're <laughs> getting every day no,
0: blooming coronavirus Blooming.
1: mean the of the century i guess i mean it's uh it's it's uh it's getting real i think um you called it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, as you know, I've been talking to you about this um, since the beginning of January. Um, and it really just I, it kind of fate. I was reading in the middle of the book about Lyme um, and it was talking about, you know, different things that qualify as an epidemic and signs to look for. Um, and it was, I was, like, in the middle of reading that chapter in this book when I heard about the outbreak in Wuhan, China. And I was just like, huh, this, this uh, outbreak here seems to be checking all of the boxes of this, uh, you know, the signs of an epidemic. So I was like, huh. So I just was keeping my eye on it and um, started doing a lot of research on it and uh, started to very quickly see, like, Oh no! This is going to be a really big problem, and it's been frustrating for me to kind of be sitting back, just kind of it's been like seeing a slow tidal wave kind of come through Europe and come through um you know Asia first and then Europe, and now it's it's here, and uh, we just have to do our best to uh fight it.:
1: <clears throat> Yes, we do, we do it's um something that we are taking very seriously at our office and with our family um it's not the common flu it's um much more contagious and the virus when it does affect you is um it's going to be pretty clear if you are coming down with the virus the first thing that you may recognize is that you're just feeling pretty good on any normal day and then all of a sudden you spike a nice little fever. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter what you're trying to deal with, if that ever happens to anyone, that's always a virus spike. Um, For Lyme disease and for sinus infections and things like that, you run these low-grade temps and um, you may have some mucus as a precursor and then a cough and then get some congestion and then a low-grade temp. This is not like that. Um, it starts as a, a typically high grade fever, even though my, my emergency room doc, who's my medical director that, that works with me for five years now, um, is giving me guidelines. They constantly are changing now. So it's getting really interesting. Yeah,
0: it's definitely, um, you know, it's, it's crazy and it's been frustrating for me to see people not take it seriously to say it's just like the flu, Um, or to compare it to a cold or other viruses. And, um, you know, and I want to talk about real quick for just a minute, the reason why this is different and why we need to treat this very differently. And um, this was something that I came to you with a long time ago when I was first kind of figuring out like, oh, God, this is kind of frightening. Um, There's a couple of metrics that the experts are tracking with this virus um, to kind of tell what it's going to do and how it's going to affect populations. So these are like statisticians that are building models um, mathematically to figure out how this virus is moving through populations and the important number, the kind of um, infectability number um, you might have seen is called the R naught. It's, you know, R in like the little zero, it's called an R naught. And, at first, they were thinking that the R naught of this was four, which is quite high. The R naught for the uh, the flu, I believe, is like one point two, and that means that for every person that gets the flu, they're most likely going to infect approximately one point two other people with the flu. So when this virus first kind of started in China and started, you know, moving across Asia into Iran and then to into European countries they started seeing that, okay, well, it looks like the r naught is about four. So that means that for every person that gets this virus, they're going to spread it to four people. And now as it's infecting even more people, we have even more data on it. Now they're starting to say that it looks like it's closer to an r naught of six, which is crazy. Right. Um, and that means that, yes. you know, it might be fine. You know, so people are saying, oh, well, why are we shutting down and quarantining and blah, blah, blah. There's only, you know, a hundred people that are infected. Well, that means by next week, there's going to be thousands of people infected because this is moving exponentially.
2: Right. So
0: that's why all of these very extreme measures are having to be taken in order to stop this because it's kind of just like a runaway freight train. And now that it's here, if we're not very careful to not expose other people, it's going to just explode. And we're going to start seeing numbers go from – you know, oh, okay, you have two cases in your town. Oh, well, now you have right. 20 cases. Now you have 200 cases. Now Correct. you have 200,000 cases. And that's yes. not where we want to be.
1: You multiply the factor every couple of days by its own number. Right. It's exponential. Right. Um, and the, um, the fact is, is that if you if you can... If you do get sick and you don't spread it, then you've just stopped a factor of six.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a really big deal. So I think that our government is doing what they can. I, I'm not upset with any governmental agencies for not being able to predict with their crystal ball what's about to happen. It's impossible. It's hard enough for me to, to know how to prepare my staff of 10 on what is going to come in the door how are you supposed to protect 325 million people when right. you don't even really know what's going to happen? So when it comes down to it, it's patient responsibility and stay away from people. Um, stay, stay secluded, six foot rule. If this thing lives, at, and you can correct me. Is it nine days on a, on a smooth surface and 24 hours on the cloth surface?
0: I've heard 48 hours on fabric and then, um, up to nine days on like plastic, stainless steel, um, cardboard is like kind of in between that. So, you know, even for me, I'm taking precautions now, you know, I've had some packages that I've ordered. Um, and I put rubber gloves on to go get the package. Um, I'm setting the package like inside and like wiping it with Clorox. And then the best thing you can do if, if you don't need what's in that package immediately is to just leave it there for a week. And let the virus right. die. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of, I, I have these areas in my house where I'm kind of just setting anything that might be contaminated and just not going near it and, you know, leaving it, you know, away from my living space. Um, just so, the, you know, the best thing to do to make sure that virus is dead is to just give it time.
1: There's New York in quarantine now. Like um, mandatory quarantine?
0: I don't, I'm not, not officially, I don't think yet. Um, You know, it's, uh, all of restaurants are closed. Um, you know, I think they're kind of rolling it out slowly and they're just like very, very strongly advising everyone to not be outside. Um, if you, if you're not like, you don't have an emergency, you don't need to go to the grocery store. Um, you know, they are limiting. I think you can't gather in groups of more than 10, um, you know, sure. which still, you know, in, in my opinion, that's not enough. Um, and I know that wow. seems really extreme. But, you know, With if a, you,
1: th- yeah. the problem is you passed 14 people in the parking lot walking to where you're going to go where there's nobody inside. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's is it's, it take two different points of view. I've already been exposed from this point on. I'm going to do what I can do to make sure I can minimize my exposure from this point on. Um, right or or this is the fact this thing just started right now, and I think I need to minimize every risk possible right now. Um, you can take either stance. our stance is that we think we've been seeing coronavirus patients for probably two months. Um, we've yeah. had many patients come back from Europe that have been very, very sick with some interesting things that I never could figure out when they're when they're flu negative and strep negative and they continue to have this respiratory stress and these fevers it's it's been very interesting of course what we do at the office is something that we can kind of it covers a lot of different possibilities so we blanket the whole situation anyway but um i mean what do you think about where where do people stand right now do they need to go hmm the virus just started two days ago and here we are or Mm. I've already been exposed. Let's do risk management. If I get sick, then this is what I should do. And then you and I can talk about who actually needs to go to the hospital and who doesn't.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, I've thought about like, you know, I work in retail. So for me, mm-hmm. I'm around a ton of people all the time. I, at this point, I'm kind of just assuming that I have been exposed, um, just because, you know, we do know that this has been around now, you know, the reason it's called um, COVID-19 is because this started, you know, doctors in China started this early November. Um, And they started saying, you know, kind of the same as you, they had these patients that had fever, they had flu-like symptoms, they were getting extremely sick, respiratory issues, cardiac issues, and they didn't really know, um, you know, what it was. And so that's, you know, there was one doctor in particular that ended up figuring out that this was the novel coronavirus. It was a new coronavirus. Right. Um, Will you
1: explain what novel means to people? Or
0: well, was- um, yes. Uh, well, and, and one thing that I've seen going around, there's, you know, like a, I've seen people say, Oh, well, we knew that there was a coronavirus. It's, it says that Lysol kills <laughs> coronavirus on the bottle. Well, yes. Um, so-
1: of coronavirus.
0: <laughs> what did you say?
1: There's hundreds of coronaviruses.
0: Right. Um, well it's because,
1: because of simple colds and stuff that we do deal with.
0: Right. There's it's coronavirus is a type of virus. Um, it is not something that we've never seen before. Um, but this particular one is not one that we've ever seen before. So this novel is a new strain.
1: New. It is a new strain. Correct. How, I'm going to be careful with my words. That <laughs> novel means new. Yeah. And it takes a long time for a new virus that we have grown up with With, for depends on what you believe in, evolution, God, whatever, millions of years we grew up with these viruses and we know how to contain them and control them because our immune system has that innate ability because God did not make us to fail. Our immune system is strong enough to fight these because there's a sequence that we learned over time with these viruses like Epstein-Barr, Coxsackie. Cytomegalo, HHV1, 2 6 all of these guys. That's why Borrelia is so different. Borrelia, Bergdorfri, thank you, Mr. Bergdorfri, <laughs> um, yeah, however you say it. He uh, unintentionally created this new strain, which is genetically modified. So the reason it causes so much damage in us is because It pierces through our skin and puts the sparkies directly in our blood. It doesn't go through normal orifices like this virus does and other viruses. So our immune system doesn't have the same interaction that it normally would have to set the immune system cascade into its presence. Um, So that's why Borrelia is different to us. And this is why a novel coronavirus is different for us.
0: Yes. And that's something, too, that we have to really pay attention to think about. Um, because this is a novel coronavirus, there is very, very, very little information about it. Um, Doctors are just, you know, in the last few months, learning about how it affects people, um, you know, what actually the mechanism is that it's doing to cause damage in the body, um, and to, you know, figure out how it's making people sick, how it's transmitted, how it replicates. All of that information is all new information that we're just finding out now. So treating it is, is difficult because doctors don't really, you know, we don't have any, you know, treatments for it. You know, you can't, there's no antibiotic, there's no vaccine, there's nothing you can do to really treat it. You just have to rely on your immune system to overcome it.
1: So I'm going to interview you for a second, Maddie, because (laughs) you know this on, on a level that I don't know this. Um, So around Europe and, 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 uh, have sick, they are using things that we do use to help make sure that people don't get sick. Correct. Or, or that it's not that it's not that we can fight the, the virus itself it's that we can make sure the damage doesn't occur to create the death.
0: Right. Um, you know, so what they're seeing right now, um, you know, the, What's interesting, actually, about this is that it's causing almost as many um, heart problems as respiratory problems. So people are having major respiratory and cardiac difficulties in fighting this off. Um, And those are some major causes of death. There's another thing that's happening to some people called the cytokine storm. And that's something that you see with the flu. um, And you can probably explain that a little bit better than me, but that's been... um, You know, something that doctors are also fighting with um, and that's become a cause of death. Um, Do you want to explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So, so when you, if, if, if I stand across the room and I throw a virus into your body, so a virus is, is not alive. It's an RNA, it's a DNA sequence. It's genetics. So it has to go into your body and combine with your own cells DNA into the nucleus to make new um, new cells. And it's called shedding. So they, they shed and they make new viruses. And your immune system takes a long time to get to know this. That's why the first sign of a virus for most all of us, if you get the flu, is that you get really cold and you start to get the shakes and the shivers. That's actually a drop in your immune system and a drop in your body temperature. Because the virus takes it over and drops your system to a point where it wants to control you. But then the immune system recognizes this feature and then you start to get the fever component. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the way that we're created. And that's exactly what is supposed to happen. So please don't, please don't think that if you're sick with a virus that your body's being, um, that, that. That your body's doing wrong. Every response to any disease is your body actually trying to cure you. Right. From blood pressure to hypertension to Parkinson's, your body
0: wants to live. It wants to live so badly. <laughs>
1: and it can, unless it can, unless we these new these novel bacterias like Borrelia and coronavirus, which has other peptides inserted into it, which. Scientifically, we know there's a whole lot of things that I won't go into on this, and you know this because you know it as well.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Scientifically, we know how this virus is and where it came from and how it exists. So there are many things that can help us negate the side effects of all viruses. Let's talk about the flu, coronavirus, common cold. Um,
0: Well, let's talk about, um, you know, I think something that is... You know, obviously, we talk about Lyme a lot on here. Lyme is a bacteria, and I think a lot of people don't understand what the difference is because, um you know, I know I grew up in a in a world where if you had anything kind of wrong with you, you went to your primary care doctor and they gave you a Z pack and they just kind of like threw that at you like little candy. um Can you explain right. why you can't just use an antibiotic to kill a sure. virus?
1: Yes, so um, viruses are, are, are pieces of genetic material. They're not alive. Mm-hmm. So when they go through the air and they get in you, then your immune system mounts a response to them. Also, Borrelia, and this is really important for all of, my, all of our people out there. Listen, Borrelia, when you study it outside the body, it's a bacteria, but in the body, it's a virus. When I order an SOT, an antisense molecule for a patient, On the RGCC code, we check viral agonist, Mm -hmm. STC line. So that means Borrelia burgdorferi has to go into your white blood cell and combine with your DNA to make another sequence, the same as all viruses. Um, So viruses have to control your system to try to live. Mm -hmm. And they're so smart that they will lower your temperature. They'll make you sneeze. They'll increase histamine responses. And then they will make you try to move that to another person that there's this innate knowledge in viruses that obviously survive for millions and millions of years. Maybe I just lost the question that you asked me.
0: Uh, Well, I was saying, what's the difference? Um, you're, You're answering it. Well, why do we have to treat viruses differently than we would treat a bacteria?
1: Okay, so so bacterias are gram negative, gram positive. We can use antibiotics and we can just use time in our immune system to fight these things. Uh, Our immune system definitely knows how to deal with these things. Viruses are acute; they're very quick. Um, They can cause distress in us. Um, Maybe, you know, for for a a lot of our life, they only harm the ones that are the weakest. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: that's the ones we're trying to survive with. And you've sent me some really good studies on those of us that can be harmed and not harmed, and how we can fix those. So, a virus is going to cause a lot of DNA damage and a lot of oxidative stress very quickly. And that's different than a bacteria. Bacterias like to set up in mucus. So, if you get mucus drainage, it's it's March. Best time of the year. It's my birthday coming up. I mean, (laughs) so it's, it's, um, you get a little sinus drainage and you get a mucus setting up in your sinuses within one hour your body can produce a bacteria and that mucus that settled into a cavity it's low grade we can deal with it we flush it we wash it we make it better viruses are so aggressive that our immune system we cause so much replication DNA into the body that we have to try to defeat the damage that it causes So for our treatment for viruses, it's not about killing the virus. It's about stopping the damage that it does to the body. And I think for this one and other ones, we have that figured out.
0: So you're really just trying to, um, you know, so so the virus is the bad thing that it's doing. It's going into your cells. It's using your cells to replicate. Um, so that's it's shedding. When you hear the, a virus is shedding, that's what it's doing.
1: It's and shedding. in yes. the
0: process of doing that and, and making little virus babies, it is causing oxidative, oxidative damage to your cells.
1: Correct. Boom. And there's where our number one antioxidant of the human body kicks in, ascorbic acid. <laughs> Ooh, crowd clauses.
0: Woo, AKA vitamin C. Ooh.
1: Second most abundant antioxidant is glutathione. Woo. So, if you combine those two together, um, ascorbic acid is God's natural healer for the human body because He put it in all of our plants and all of our sources to, to eat it. It just it's very deficient now, so we have to take it. Um, if it's there, it may help you not get so sick. Also colloidal proteins like colloidal silver mm-hmm. and please listen to this everybody they're not all created the same do not make your own coloral silver and rub it on your body <laughs> you will turn blue because that's don't do that
0: and if you turn um, blue it's not reversible
1: it's not because you just put you know
0: and this silver is... number
1: 23 on the element table
0: coming from me who uh did want to try to make it myself and I'm glad I talked to you about it first because I probably would be blue by now
1: Uh, you have really nice skin I (laughs) I don't want to be blue that blue color um so if if a virus or bacteria has a certain charge silver is a positive charge, and if it has electron that it can pull away from it to stop its rep- respiration cycle, then it can. But silver doesn't cure everything. Um, zinc, echinacea, propolis. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Im- Im- immunoglobulins. Um, I'm not going to call out any names right now because you may know, get inundated with different companies. But immunoglobulins can calm down the cytokine storm and improve the th one th two uh autoimmune response to this thing I, again it's not about killing the virus because it's going to run its course it's about fixing the damage that it causes Right. glutathione which is my, my, my favorite little guy your lungs all the little tiny vessels and alveoli in the lungs are fixed by this amino acid called glutathione.
0: That's amazing.
1: Your liver runs off glutathione. Your brain is fixed by glutathione. Vitamin C and glutathione. Are it, it, that's it for. We can stop heart disease. We can stop cancer. We can stop uh, plaque buildup. We can. So I mean, so many things can be stopped in the civilization if we just had the nutrients in our foods and our sources that we used to have. Mm-hmm we don't have them i mean as much as we want to try we can but please take the right things right
0: so um, you know
1: and, and there, all those nutrients aren't created equally so then you have to look at your sources right. so like normal regular you know it just gets
0: yeah, well what i tell people is you know because people ask me all the time and um You know, everyone's kind of coming from a different place of, you know, what they can afford or what they have access to. And I just say, you know, do the best Mm -hmm. that you do the best you can with what you have. So, you know, you kind of you're now explaining kind of the tools that you need. Um, You know, everyone can get vitamin C. Um, It's not expensive. Um, if you want right. to get really, you know, the higher quality vitamin C, if you're going to go do liposomal vitamin C or you're going to do IV vitamin C, that gets a little bit more expensive, but
1: well, one, one study, one study was 200 milligrams a day.
0: That's like two that oranges.
1: Was that was it. 200 milligrams a day in a deficient patient stopped a lot of the deaths.
0: That's two oranges. Everyone. That's two oranges. I have been so eating a lot of oranges. I will say, <laughs> I have my entire fridge is full of citrus fruits. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say is if you can't afford to get glutathione because it is expensive and it's not just a supplement that you can just take orally, um, would you, you can. recommend? You can,
1: you, can. You, can t- you can take reduced glutathione orally okay. um, and you can take N-acetylcysteine That's orally, what I was going to ask.
0: Um, So NAC and reduced glutathione, you can take orally um, or you can go get a glutathione infusion. Um, Correct. You know, so that would be your...
1: so, mm, So for patients that are sick, if they can find a clinic that does IV vitamin C or that does glutathione by a nebulizer, Okay. That's the way okay. to stop the oxidative damage. So you want to put the stuff right into your lungs. The glutathione will protect your, your lung tissues and make sure you don't get pulmonary fibrosis. Because even if you, what what there's no study yet to show this, but even if you get sick and survive, you may have a permanent lung issue because your lungs get fibrotic. And I can't fix that. Right. It's a defensive mechanism.
0: And that's to anybody who doesn't understand what that means, that is your body building up scar tissue because of the damage that's being done. And if your body builds up that fibrotic tissue, you can't fix that. Yes. So you want to, and that's what I keep telling people is, you know, everyone who was saying, oh, well, you know, I'm young. It's not that bad for young people. Um, It's just going to be a bad flu, not a big deal. Your best bet is still not getting the virus. So you should do everything you can to not get it because we don't really have enough information yet to be able to say, oh, well, you know, if you just get it and you, you know, you get over, it's not that big of a deal. There's studies showing now that people are getting permanent scarring in their lungs. Um, There's some studies coming out that are showing that it actually harms male fertility, which is frightening, um, at least.
1: You know, that's, that's probably for any virus. Yeah. Probably, unless they can do specific studies for it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but, I you agree, know, it's, if you
0: can if you cannot get it, that's the, the primary goal <clears throat> is to not get it. Um, and then if yeah. you do get it, don't freak out. Um, there are ways to mitigate the damage and help your body fight it. And your body is made to fight it. So you should be confident in your yes. body's ability to uh, deal with it but you just got to help it as much as you can.
1: So do you want to talk about some supplements that may be preventive?
0: Yeah, let's talk about, so we already, you know, discussed, um, you know, vitamin C uh, crank up the vitamin C, whether that's eating more oranges or taking a vitamin C supplement liposomal is always good um, or a vitamin IV. um, And then we talked about reduced glutathione or um, NAC, And you see, um, what else would you recommend?
1: So since uh, the Genesis Center is is kind of important, um, we have a lot of good information and we are high priority on lists of things, Mm -hmm. which I'm appreciative for. Um, Immunoglobulins, um, there are colostrum immunoglobulins, there are, are bovine immunoglobulins, those are your immune system proteins. They really, really can help. Um, and then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention anything in my office. Everybody can find this online. Um, I'm not gonna mention any brands because find it online. This is not a podcast to make an income for us. This is about getting information right. And in Madison knows where my heart is on this. Um, Beta glucans are the mushroom extracts. But I'm not a big mushroom fan because all my patients have had Candida. We don't need to eat mushrooms. But the the extract from the mushroom is a beta-glucan. It's fine. Zinc, um, curcumin. Okay. And
0: Oh, what was that last one?
1: A lot of vitamin D, vitamin D. Vitamin vitamin D, D,
0: okay.
1: So I, I have two different sources that I, I appreciate to be the most intelligent people that I know, and the nutraceutical world giving me information is that cross reacts. That's kind of cool. That's what I was doing. I I sent information to my two most intelligent sources, and they sent me stuff back right away. And they don't know they're talking to me, you know each uh, you know them whatever, but it's uh it looks just the same. See glutathione, um, immunoglobulins to stop the uh, cytokine inflammatory reaction. Of course, you know, we want to kill Lyme and Candida. Um, Probiotics. Um, You want to... uh, Protocol based on interleukin-6 and cytokine. So anytime we increase interleukin-6, it is the bad guy. Interleukins are... Are, are different types of T cells and interleukin six is the bad guy when mm-hmm. interleukin six goes up then we suppress our T's fours and tens so um turmeric curcumin resveratrols those all are really good IL six decreasers and vitamin c of course I'm sorry Maddie
0: well I was that's actually what I was going to ask you um you know so I've seen like a study for example that elderberry is actually contraindicated to this because it actually promotes more of a cytokine response and it could kind of flare up that cytokine storm. So What would
1: be? What would be?
0: Elderberry.
1: Okay, so you know why it would flare the response? Why? Cuz anything that you do in an herbal natural approach is going to make your own system work better. Okay. So what do you, what happens when I give vitamin C IV to a Lyme patient, they flare. It's because I made their body work better and their whole entire system had a Herxheimer's. That's a Herx response. Right. So, you know what? Go for it. I tell you what, you get sick, um, go get in a hot bath, make your temp high, go get, go take elderberry, put on some peppermint oil. Um, you know, it, it. here's the deal. This is what's kinda interesting. If you get sick, you've already been around your family for two weeks. Right. So you're probably gonna get them sick and there's nothing you can do about it. But anybody under 40 probably is going to be really, 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 really okay. Right. Maybe fifty. What do you think? What's the what's the research show?
0: Um you know, well, I showed you that graph and actually I will share this um, with everybody listening too. So if you go, um, you know, to our Facebook page or any place like that, I'll share these graphs with you. Um, But generally everybody under, really under the age of 50, there, based on some studies that came out of China, there were not a significant number of deaths. Um, You know, of course, you got to take all the research with a little bit of a grain of salt because there's just not that much research right now so that it could change um you know i saw a report yesterday that a 21 year old died but they did find out that he had leukemia when he went in to the hospital with um with this coronavirus yeah. so you know it definitely is um if you have a you know immune compromised issue or, um, you know, anything else going on, you are at a higher risk. So that does mean you should be super careful, especially to a lot of our listeners that, um, you know, are dealing with Lyme or co-infections or other things, um, you're in that group of people who are at a higher risk. So you should be extra, extra careful. Um, don't take it lightly. But where we're seeing the most high uh, number of deaths, is definitely with people over the age of fifty. Um, okay. So, you know, if you're under the age of fifty, you're probably not going to die. Um, you might feel real sick, um, but you should trust that your body's going to be able to take care of it. If you do catch it, still try your best to not catch it.
1: So I'm okay, but my wife, <laughs> you know, we have to watch her.
0: Put Stacy in a <laughs> bubble.
1: <laughs> that that one and a half year difference is really going to make it. This, and if anybody knows what she looks like, she definitely is not 50. Right, but um, we
0: have to protect Stacy. at all costs. So Stacy goes in the bubble with the dogs yeah. in the bubble
1: because yes. dogs can't get it. <laughs> so we've tried to, we've tried to, so out front of my office, when you walk up, there's two signs. You have to um, follow the rules out front, and then you have to use the sentinels out front that we have. And then you walk in, we're still going to be a little bit weird about it. Um, And then we're keeping IV side different than than office visit side. We're doing almost all office visits by phone now. And then, so patients are asking us, when is it the right time to go to the ER? I want to stress this to everyone. Please do not stress out the system by running to the ER with a runny nose or if you've had congestion, because it's pollen season, if you've had congestion and you develop some swelling, tightness, and your, your teeth hurt and you get a low-grade temp, you have a bacterial infection, don't go to the hospital. They're going to send you away. You're going to waste your whole day and a lot of money.
0: And um, you're going to put yourself at higher risk for being butter. exposed to the coronavirus.
1: I, I wouldn't want to even swing a pregnant mother right now about to have a baby through there. Gosh. No. It, scary to me. And if, if people have a pulse oximeter, which is a simple little device you can order from the drugstore, um, if your oxygen rates go down below 93 to 92 and they stay down and you have trouble breathing, that's when you go to the hospital. Don't go before. If you go before, they're going to send you home. Right. Yes, you're sick. Yes, you have it. But go home and sweat it out. And take your stuff and you know
0: and the reason for that is because there's really nothing they can do for you there really isn't um the reason why you know they're saying oh you know hospitals are going to be overwhelmed is because they are expecting there to be a lot of people that are you know over the age of 50 a lot of people with um you know other health conditions that are going to get very sick and you know as we're seeing in other countries there's a lot of people that are um, supplemental oxygen Thanks. and they're needing to be intubated or put on ventilators um, sure. so that's why as much as you possibly can if you can take care of yourself at home, the best thing you can do to help yourself and keep yourself safe and to help everyone else is to stay home.
1: Right, yes yes, exactly and don't over the system because this is coming from my partner, my medical director, he's an ER physician he's highly trained from Emory, and this is our conversation as of yesterday. If you come in, they're going to send you out,
0: right? And then you're going they're to not be not going exposed. to
1: test you for a common cold. They're not even going to test you, even if you they think you have the coronavirus. They're not going to test you because they don't have enough test kits, right? So they're going to say go home and come don't come back until you can't breathe, until you can't breathe, right? Um, if you have a pulse ox, you can check your pulse your your oxygen rates at home. If you don't, then you're looking for discoloration in your fingerna- fingernails, trouble breathing, um, um, dizziness, um, struggled, struggled breath, high pulse. A high pulse always means you're not getting enough air. Um, so for Lyme patients, please don't run to the ER if you feel anxious or you feel like it's, you know, affecting you. Let's work it out. We we can, Judge by symptoms on the phone whether you may or may not have it. We also have a very limited supply. Hopefully, more. As of tomorrow, we're going to have a test kit that makes the CDC look stupid. Um, it's not a culture; it's a DNA test. You swab yourself, put it in an envelope. The next day, we have results, and this is certified and FDA approved. Um, not sure why they don't use it, but. The CBC wants to get their hands on the data. Right. This company doesn't necessarily need the data.
0: Well, you know, I know, like, they just opened up down the street from me. They're doing the the drive-through testing. There you go. Um, And those are going to be popping up everywhere. As, you know, this is going to get worse. Um, More people are going to get sick. So they're going to start having these places where you can get tested. But I still recommend if you can get these things at home like a thermometer and a pulse oximeter so that you can monitor your symptoms yourself. The best thing you can do is just stay home and rest. Don't expose yourself to anyone else because you might also just have the flu. And if you do get the flu or a cold um, or even terrible allergies or, you know, a Lyme flare or something like that, and you do expose yourself to this virus, you're going to be, um, you know, your immune system is going to be already, you know, taking a beating. Uh, And it's not, it's going to be harder for you to fight this virus. So as much as you can do on your own, this is not the time to run to your doctor. Um, There's not much they can do for you. So most likely everybody who gets this, that's younger is going to just get really sick and you're going to get through it. Just stay hydrated, get a lot of rest, um, do the vitamin C, the glutathione, you know, take your supplements and you'll be fine.
1: Yes. We're trying to fix the damage that the virus causes the virus is going to run its course no matter what we do we have to fix the damage and that's oxidation and that this comet is universal for everything every day that we live through even the air we breathe and the food we eat makes us have oxidative damage and vitamin c and glutathione are our repair factors so there's a there's a really good ideas, Maddie. awesome
0: I'm glad. I'm glad we, you know, we got some good ideas. There's, you know, we, we should do another one of these as a little update, um, or maybe just kind of talk briefly about it for the next couple of weeks whenever we do a podcast because there is uh, so much information coming out on a daily basis um, that's changing. As, you know, they're starting to do more research um, as more countries have it. M- more doctors are able to do, you know, tons of different research. Um, <laughs> yesterday, the first. A uh, volunteer was administered the first vaccine candidate for this particular novel coronavirus. Um, yeah. so that means that, you know, within a year we might have a vaccine. Um, you know, I have a little bit of mixed feelings about that. It makes me a little nervous that they did it so fast. Um, but yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, you know, we'll see what happens, but um, you know, there. are Yeah,
1: so in a, in a world where we can't even figure out how to make a flu vaccine for the next six months, but the upcoming flu, it's going to be really hard to make a vaccine for viruses that are ever-evolving and changing constantly, but they will definitely, definitely, definitely make money doing that. Right. Um, And I would say, uh, also, the normal masks that we can get do help.
0: That that is very oh. very true and I'm so glad that you brought that up because I know yes. um even people, you know, I've been wearing a mask and even people have been, "Oh, well, you know, they say that it doesn't help or whatever. Well, then why do doctors wear them?" Let's think critically for a yeah. second, everyone. Why do they exist if they don't help? <laughs> they do help. Yeah, they,
1: they, they <laughs> the thing spreads in a water droplet, so those definitely do help. So if you have no If you have nothing on your face, you have no help. Right. If you have your T-shirt on your face, you have help. If you have a good, normal medical mask, you have help. If you have an R95, then you have a whole lot of help. But you also have to cover your nose and your eyes. And then if you touch something, you can't wash your hands. I mean, sorry, if you touch something, you can't touch your face And the mask may even make it worse because if you touch stuff without gloves, you touch your face because you move your mask. And then you set off into a sequence that just is point of no return. Right. So for us, if we are exposed to a patient, um, we literally have to walk three feet from them and strip. Yep. Everything goes away. And then we walk into our next room. Um, And that's a
0: really good practice for people at home. Um, you know, I w- mentioned this to you earlier before we got on the show, um, you know, when I, I it's I'm changing the way that I, my life now because I am, you know, I'm at the point now I'm going out, I have a mask on, I have rubber gloves on, um, you know, whatever I touch is contaminated, whatever clothes I'm wearing are contaminated. So when I get home. You know, I take off my gloves, I take off my mask, all of those clothes come off, Um, you know, make sure you wash your hands before you take your mask off so you're not touching your face. Um, And then all of those clothes need to get washed, Um, you know, so no, no wearing your jeans all week, all week long. Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, you know, you just be very aware of, you know, kind of your surroundings, what you're, what is being exposed, um, you know shower you know your hair is gonna be a place where that might want to sit and hide um
1: really so i have to cut my hair off oh Oh no (laughs) oh i'm gonna come to work tomorrow with no hair (laughs) Sorry.
0: well we have we'll have to post a picture of you with this (laughs) so everyone who doesn't uh know your know the joke um my my pretty head yes um but yeah, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's annoying, it's inconvenient. And I know at this point it seems a little bit crazy because so few people and, you know, you probably don't know anyone who's gotten it, but I'm telling everybody right now, it's yeah. going to get worse We're this is the very beginning. Um, they're starting to say now that the peak of this is going to be in like a month and a half from now. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, we're going to have probably millions of cases, so, so the,
1: this two week, whatever two week is, is just, it's like for show. I mean, we're not even there yet. Um, but keep in mind the hopeful part of the fact that um, if you do the right things for our listeners, they usually do the right things. But mm-hmm. so we're not going to be those normal statistics, I would, I would like to think. Right.
0: Well, and, you know, what I keep telling people, too, is the more uncomfortable you're willing to make yourself now, the shorter we're all going to have to be dealing with this. So if we're able to really quarantine, really stay inside, um, you know, really isolate ourselves and stop the spread of this, um, you know, I'm sure everyone now has seen that, graph. you know, yeah, it's it's that one out of six. It's really that's really the issue with this. Um, And I'm sure everyone's seen that graph now that says, you know, flatten the curve. And what we're trying to do, we know that people are going to get sick. We know that people are going to get critically sick and need to be hospitalized. But the best way that we can ensure that everyone gets the care that they need if they do need to get hospitalized is by slowing the spread of the virus so the hospitals aren't overwhelmed.
1: Perfect. 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 Great. Great great way to say that yes please so Even-
0: stay inside
1: <laughs> inside direct directly so so I have had plenty of exposure and my staff has to we, we have to deal with this so we're trying to minimize exposure but everyone else that hasn't had it please stay out you're, you're gonna you're gonna save so many people from getting sick and the system and I think for the most part our Lyme group is pretty secluded anyway they know they know better and they understand the importance of staying safe with this thing. Um, we we are open and we are taking out-of-state patients at this point. Um, according to the ER protocols in CDC, international travel doesn't even really matter anymore and domestic really doesn't matter. They may, they may close it just to show some attempt to try to control it. But, the exposure is in every state, so that means that, you know, the one-to-six rule has already been established, and it's been here for, for a while, six weeks, two months. I don't know, Maddie. Yeah. It's been here for a bit, so we're just going to start seeing the exposure pop up. Um, what I'd like to do is, if anyone gets it, come to my office, and let's just go ahead and make out. Just, <laughs> just get it over <laughs> with. I'm going to no, – I can show that maybe, – maybe we – that's a joke, but if we can tell <laughs> – if we can test a positive patient and make sure that they don't get sicker, you know, that that's the whole point is to, is to stop it. Um, the new ability now is to screen. If you think you've had exposure, um, go get screened. If you have a, like a place like you do down the street, mm-hmm. go get screened. And if you're positive before you get sick, because you can be sick, you can be positive for two, three weeks before you get sick. So then, could take all the ultimate precautions just to make sure your body stays protected from the oxidative damage.
0: Well, I do think, I'm, I'm not sure if this is true because I just, this is something that I've seen. Um, I want to say, and I might be totally wrong, but I think the drive-through tests are antibody tests. So I've heard people say that if you don't have symptoms, don't even bother trying to get tested because the tests that they're doing um, you know, at those drive-throughs or even at most mm-hmm doctor's offices, our antibody tests, right. which know, are. our Lyme patients they know are. that you have to be at a certain place um, in your fight with this virus um, or this intruder to be able to produce those antibodies.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think the test coming out at the end of the week for the nation is a DNA test. That's what we have starting tomorrow is a DNA test. Cool. It's not antibody. And we can know overnight patients can actually get these and do it themselves, and ship them in. Um, and then the next day we have a result, so. That's awesome. Um, but we just can't screen everybody, we don't have enough. So please don't call my office if you, know, you just want to. Yeah,
0: well let's, you know, to, to summarize, to kind of wrap this up and put a little bow on it, um, don't panic. Um, it's, you know, it's here. A lot of people are probably going to get sick with this, but it's not the end of the world. It's not um, super, super, super deadly. It is serious, and it is especially serious for um, the older community and our immunocompromised friends. So that's why it's really important to stop the spread of this virus so everyone can get the testing and the care that they need. Um, so that's why each and every single person, even if you're young and super healthy, it's very important to stay inside, isolate yourself from other people. Um, and this also, it doesn't mean, you know, if you don't have to go to work, it doesn't mean that this is like a free vacation for you. Stay inside. Don't go to your friend's house. Don't be, you know, having potluck dinners with your neighbors. Stay inside.
1: (laughs) Some spring breakers are going to mess up the old people.
0: And that's really what it comes down to is these people, you know, if you're going on spring break, if you're having big parties with you know college friends because no one's in school anymore, um, those are the people that are going to be causing the most
1: yeah. damage. They, they won't get very sick, but they will give it to people who will get really sick.
0: Right. Um,
1: and the biggest point is to not overwhelm the system right now. Um, but I, if we could reach 100 million people, Madison, I think that we could get that point out. But so many people run to the urgent care with the sniffles and that kind of thing. And it's just, um, you start to worry, you start to to feel like maybe am I right? Am I wrong? Am I not doing the right thing? Maybe I should get tested. And that urge just kind of overwhelms you. And then there's the faith I'd like to put into people is to just trust your body's instincts to fight disease. And it really can do a lot of good things, even in the ER setting with my, with my partner, If you take ibuprofen to suppress your virus for four hours, you're spending the life of the virus for four hours.
0: Yes. Yeah. So just, you know, as much as you can, that's why I do think it's a great idea for everyone to have, um, get a thermometer and a pulse oximeter so you can kind of monitor your vitals. Um, And that's how you really know specifically if you need to go seek further medical attention. If you're not running a high fever, if you're just running, um, you know, um, even, you know, what what's the high start freaking out about as an adult, do you think? Um,
1: so kids can run really high temps, like hundred three, hundred four. 304. Um, even my daughter's had 105 before. Yeah. Um, you don't want to bundle a kid. You want to keep them open and let their body release the air. And um, for us healthy-ish patients, then we can spike a good one, 103. Um, it's okay. So we, we, we will not develop febrile seizures. We're too old. Anything, anybody over three won't develop seizures, stay hydrated. I don't like Pedialyte. We drink amino acid drinks, drink Pedialyte. Gatorade. I don't care.
0: I have a really good one. I'm going to post that I make. I'm going to post a recipe for everybody. It's like a healthy Gatorade. There you go. There
1: you go. And, uh, so there, your body makes the fever. So your body won't make a fever other than what you can't control. Right. Um, If you get too high, just have somebody wipe you down with cool rags, get the covers off, um, get in a a tempet bath, um, take a little bit of ibuprofen Tylenol, just suppress some of the fever just just a little bit. But your body's really smart. There's no way that we can ever control our immune system responses to these bugs because our body's way smarter than any pharmaceuticals that we've had for the past 40 years. Very true.
0: And it's also, you know, as I've been reading this too, it's just important to stay calm um, because our mind is connected as much to our body as anything else. So if you start spiking a fever and you start, you know, kind of panicking, it's going to flare your symptoms even more um, and it's going to make your body work even harder. So if you do start to feel sick, just, you know, stay calm. It's really, you know, it's not a big deal. You have what you need to fight this virus um, you know, God gave it to you. Your immune system is really smart. Your body is literally here. It's made to take care of you. So just trust your body, stay really calm. I know for me, you know, reading about this, it gets, you know, especially if you're reading the news a lot, you know, or you're on social media, it can seem very overwhelming and I'll start going like, Oh God, my chest is feeling tight. You know, Oh Oh God. And I realized, you know,
1: I just run up the steps and I can't, right. (laughs) I'm like, you know,
0: you just, you know, Take a few deep breaths, you know, bring your heart rate down. It's all fine. Um, You know, so we just need to stay calm, not panic. Um, But, you know, it is important to take this seriously. And the best thing you can do is stay inside and take care of yourself and your family.
1: Yes. Yes. So let's do an update soon um, on this thing, Madison. I think we're going to be able to keep things in a good place. Maybe through our conversation, we can stop 100,000, 200,000 people from getting sick because we're ro in it.
0: Boom. So that's, you know, everybody who's listening to this right now, please share this with your friends so they can not panic and so they can have some good information about COVID-19. Um, and just everybody stay inside. Don't panic. Take care of each other.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you do, call Madison at 1-800-MADDIE <laughs> can help you. Maddie is like We We can do all we can do. And at that office, we're doing what we can do, trying to stay protected and trying to help people. So um,
0: Will you... those
1: of us that know us can can be in contact with us and they can ask questions. We can screen them. Um, to make sure that they're in a, a good place and they can be healthy sick instead of sick. So. Yeah.
0: So, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Um, let's try to do another one of these in, you know, a couple days, end of the week. And we'll okay. do a update for everyone as we get more information. Um, as always, uh, most of you guys are on the Facebook group. So please continue to um, submit questions. If you have questions specifically about coronavirus, um, we'll try to answer those for you. Um, and then you can always come and find me on Instagram. Um, you have an Instagram now at Dr. Hank Sloan. Um, so people can go find you on Instagram and submit questions to you there as well. I do. You do. I do. You have an Instagram.
1: Oh, maybe we should talk about that. Okay. Surprise,
0: you have an Instagram. Um
1: yeah, Thank you so much. <laughs> also, please, we have we have so many pending posts that the Facebook group is not our full time job. It is a place for questions so that we can give quality information to people. Sometimes, if somebody posts like a lot of things about some personal info or like something they're going through, it's best to call the office because that's personal. We're not going to answer a lot of personal questions. I also there on the group. haven't
0: been answering a lot of questions about coronavirus because I'm trying to keep that group specifically um, mainly just a group for. Lyme SOT information. Um, But if you still have a question and you submit it, um, we might not approve it to be public on the group, but we'll address it and answer it in one of these podcasts.
1: Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um,
0: Oh, and last thing I did make Uh an email for this podcast. So if you have something that you want to ask a question that you want to ask directly for the podcast, or if you have any other questions or suggestions about how we can make this better for you, um, it's limelightpod at gmail.com and you can email that and um, I will answer your questions for you. Perfect. Excellent. Awesome. Well, this has awesome. been awesome. Um, another great podcast. Thank you so much for yes. your time and your expertise.
1: Yes, I can't wait. I'm going to the mall now.
0: <laughs> it's probably closed. It's probably already Just closed. Just <laughs> Just
1: kidding. <laughs> I'm going to take an international flight right away.
0: Well, I did see that uh, there were flights to New York today are like $75. So if you were going to take a flight, you know, you might get sick and die, but at least it'll be really
1: cheap. <laughs> yeah, and it, Apparently you can book it and then reserve it and then use it later. So uh, yeah, Ooh, yeah.
0: interesting. All right. Pro tip, everyone, as we sign up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. Thanks. Thanks so much. Maddie. Talk to you soon. Love you always, always, always. We'll be in touch. Okay. Gnarling.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that was a lot of information, but I hope that was helpful for you to kind of answer some questions and clarify some things about the coronavirus. We are gonna be continuing to talk about this as um, updates kind of roll in as the situation develops. So if you do have any questions about it or if you have any Lyme related questions, as always, Please send them to uh, limelightpod at gmail.com and we will answer those questions in a future episode for you. i um, going to sign off now, but I just want to say to everyone, stay safe. Um, sending you so much love and just positive energy throughout this crazy time. Just remember that, you know, your body really is there to support you. So um, trust it, trust yourself, trust your gut, stay calm and stay inside and we're all going to be okay. Talk to you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye.